Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 56. In this podcast, I talk about how some limitations kind of prevented me from doing something I wanted to do, and I talk a little bit about my experience with Diablo 3. Enjoy the show! So as those of you know who had listened to the last podcast, I have talked about trying to get a special costume in Dungeon Defenders, and this will maybe be the last time I talk about Dungeon Defenders for a while for those of you who are getting tired of hearing about it. But something came up in my quest for costume that kind of surprised me, but it more made me sad than anything else. As you heard, if you listened to last podcast, I was at about 15 hours in on trying to get the costume solo. After that podcast aired, I spent about another hour trying solo before I said, this is really frustrating, I'm going to forget this and take a serious break from it. But later that day, I decided, you know what, I'll go ahead and risk being online with dummy heads and see if there are any games that I could get in on that would have it. I looked around once, didn't see one, I figured okay well I'll try again solo by myself again, tried again solo, got frustrated again, and then I looked around online for more games that would have that level and again they didn't. And then it occurred to me, you know what, I could just make a game. And the saddest part of that is, is that back in the day when I wasn't homeless, I probably would have done that maybe after four hours of trying by myself, because it was really fun when I started, instead of, you know, 16 plus hours trying by myself. And the thing that made me sad about it was that, you know, it wasn't that I wasted the time, because the time was, you know, reasonably fun and very fun during some parts, and, you know, learning experience for how to set up my towers and all that. But the thing that was sad was that the limitations of my life had become so ingrained in the core of me being a gamer that it didn't even occur to me to make a game, you know, until I was basically really, really, really desperate. Whereas, you know, back in the day, making a game would have been, you know, one of the first things I thought within an hour or two of trying. And that would have been something, you know, always in the back of my mind. It's like, well, I can make a game if I get really frustrated. But I think, you know, because I am on a laptop, granted it's more powerful than older systems, but, you know, far less powerful than current systems, because I am on a wireless internet connection that's, you know, maybe a third of the speed of, you know, basically any landline out there, because, you know, the modem is outside of my control and I can drop, you know, randomly for no reason at any given time. You know, all of these things add up to sort of a mindset that I've had, you know, basically the whole year plus I've had my system, that I basically have this mental block that I cannot host games because, you know, it it would be slow and laggy and I could drop it any second. And so it doesn't even occur to me to think to host games most of the time. If, you know, there's any information that must be run through my system, it's going to slow everybody down and it's It's going to be a bad experience. 
So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is, um, you know, just don't let the limitations of your own life, you know, prevent you from thinking, I guess, um, you know, normally like a fully capable gamer person would. You know, I have become so far entrenched in my limitations that it was, you know, just natural for me to think not to host a game. When, in fact, you know, I hosted a game and it was okay. Uh, you know, the first group kind of failed and fell apart and there were some dummy heads in there. But the second group was fine. We had an 83, which is the max level. And they said, yeah, I've done it. You know, I, I, I can set up all the towers and everything. And they did. And it went pretty easy. So I have my costume. But just, you know, try not to let the sad things in your life, um, you know, slow you down in terms of gaming progress. Or, you know, limit the way you think about gaming or about how you are capable of, you know, participating in gaming. And I think that was uh, an important lesson, I guess. And, you know, hopefully I will remember it because it is, you know, such a, a core part of me. It wasn't even a way I would normally think anymore. And that's kind of sad and depressing to think about. So I picked up Diablo 3 on Tuesday. It is now Friday, so I have played for roughly four days. Being homeless, I haven't, you know, played as much as I could if I were in a home. Though I have played, you know, most of the time that I have been at the restaurant. So I would guess I have played somewhere around 15 to 18 hours. I am in the early quests of Act 3. So I've gotten reasonably far. As expected, though, I really haven't seen anything that I didn't see, you know, the base core of in beta. Although beta was only basically the first hour or so of the game. The rumors that Act 1 was longer than what beta saw were true. I think it was about four more hours after I finished the beta content that, you know, I finished Act 1. So there was a surprisingly high amount of content beyond what I'd seen in beta. I would say that all of Act 1 seems very familiar. They took a lot of the same bad guys and a lot of the same plot lines as in Diablo 1 and 2. So you're seeing a lot of stuff like, you know, you're seeing the you're seeing the satyrs and you're seeing the cultists and you're seeing, you know, similar stuff to what you've seen before. A lot of zombies in the early areas. So there's no real huge surprises there so I guess I would say you know don't feel disappointed by that because things do change up you know quite a bit in the later levels though it is you know Diablo things don't go too crazy they still stay within you know the same universe I haven't seen anything that was so overwhelmingly different I was like oh my god you know it's Diablo and you know that stays true to Diablo 3 just as it was in 1 and 2 I would say the removal of talents does kind of make it feel weird. Talents were, you know, very cool, but also, you know, somewhat useless in the previous game. 
But I do miss that feeling of, you know, I'm building my character in a special way. They've made it so certain abilities, I think there's four that will unlock by the time you reach, I think around level 30, on each of the mouse buttons. But you can only select one at a time. Similarly, there are abilities that unlock for keys 1, 2, 3, and 4. And they also have, I think, four, maybe five abilities each. Each ability has, I think, five different runes, again, by a pretty high level. I think it's like level 30. I am only level 25, so I haven't unlocked everything yet. And while it does sort of put a different spin on your character, I mean, you could, in theory, have a very different build than somebody else, it feels much less like talents than I think maybe they were hoping. It does seem different, but knowing that everybody of the same level unlocks the same abilities kind of takes away some of the specialness and the uh, unique feeling, I guess, of my character is my character. If I told somebody what I was using, they could have, you know, the exact same character in terms of spec. And it seems kind of, I don't know, maybe disappointing. At first, it seems very cool, and I'm not quite used to using, you know, my, my number key abilities. So there is that, so maybe, you know, I will feel more special and unique in terms of style and abilities once I do start using the abilities a little bit more. I pretty much only tend to use two of the abilities while, you know, the other ones are still fairly useful. I am playing a Demon Hunter, and so my style is pretty much to stay at range. There's one kind of ability you drop on the ground and it traps them and makes them slow. And there's a dodge ability that moves you away very quickly. So, you know, pretty much I just shoot people at range, and if they get too close, I'll drop the slow thing and then, you know, use a dodge ability to get away. The number three ability, I use sort of an exploding bomb thing. It's it's kind of like the trap thing that you drop on the ground, but you can drop it at range. So it's pretty much just like, you know, instant explosion just about. It takes like a half second to go off, so it's not totally instant, but it's basically just a bomb. And then the fourth ability I don't use very often, but it's sort of like a cone explosion, I guess you could say, of uh, or maybe a wave of a ton of arrows. Seems to do a ton of damage, but I can only do it like twice, and then I'm out of basically what the resource for Demon Hunter is, and then I just have to use my basic attack, which is kind of annoying. So I don't use that one very often. But that's basically my style. You know, I use choke points. I stay at range. I, I drop the little slow ability and dodge back if I, you know, get trapped by a lot of guys. Very, very rarely do I deviate from that. I'm not saying it's not fun. It is very fun. But I am saying, you know, maybe I would have liked to have had some talents in there and maybe not use, you know, a total of six abilities. Maybe I would prefer to use three abilities and, you know, just have talents take care of the rest in passive or active, you know, nature. Also, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I am still kind of miffed that they limited the abilities to, you know, the specific locations in terms of the mouse button or the, you know, hotkey button, as it were. Because my basic attack, I really, I really never use it. I would prefer to have the rapid fire attack, which I use on the right mouse, because I'm forced to. I would prefer to have that on the left mouse, and then have my dodge ability on the right mouse. Instead of having my basic attack on left, my rapid fire on right, and my dodge on the number two key. Because that just seems really weird to me to use, 
you know, right mouse is my main mouse button, and when I get in trouble, use the two key. It just doesn't seem as natural as using, you know, my rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. If I need to, I can right mouse and dodge, but I don't have that option now. Back in the later phase of beta, they took that out and, you know, added in this restriction, and I think it is kind of limiting. I would much rather have some kind of alternate thing in there where rapid fire is on my left key, and then say swap in this other attack if I'm out of hatred, which is what Demon Hunter uses. That way it would go rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, out of hatred, switches to this other ability, other ability, other ability, other ability, and then you have, you know, a little bit of hatred left, then rapid fire, rapid fire, and then switch back. Even though it might be a little weird, because then it would switch back and forth fairly rapidly as I get hatred and then burn it off real fast. I think I would prefer that to being forced to having, you know, the two different abilities as a builder and a user of, you know, the resource on the different mouse buttons. Since I really never use the builder unless I'm completely out of hatred, which happens only on pretty rare occasion. I mean, usually by the time I'm out, the encounter's over and I'm moving to the next encounter. Only in really big fights do I need to, you know, dodge around and build up and wait for, you know, more hatred to come back. Maybe in a group setting when there's more bad guys and harder bad guys, I would need to switch back and forth more. So I don't know, maybe. Or maybe on a harder setting. I'm still playing on the base difficulty level. So who knows? There was one big change that happened. I guess it's sort of a redoing, not so much a change. Is that one of the bad guys from Diablo 1 was brought back in, I guess you could say, current form for Diablo 3. I won't say who it is. Uh, I'm sure fans will be able to predict who it is. Because I don't want to, you know, spoil that for anybody. But the fight is very different. And I don't know if it's different in a better way. In the original way, he was all about hit points and damage reduction. And, you know, he he did a fairly heavy attack. So you just had to basically, you know, dodge around, hit him, hit him, hit him, run away, heal up, and then come back. And that was basically, you know, old school style for every game of the time. Now, it seems like a lot of the fights in pretty much any game you play is overly complicated and sometimes needlessly overly complicated. Granted, the fight was pretty fun, but it's like, oh, this thing is being telegraphed, I'll avoid that. This ability he's got really smashed the poop out of me this one time, I'll have to avoid that from now on. There has to be some kind of, you know, some kind of telegraphing or sign that he's going to do that attack and I can dodge it. Oh, indeed there is. So it seemed more about learning what the abilities of his new form were, which I think he had two different abilities, and then learning, you know, what the environment around me is going to do, you know, where the health ups were, because this map had health ups in the arena. But it didn't seem to have that same kind of oh crap feeling that the original version of him had. 
when I fought him in Diablo 1, it was always an oh crap moment, no matter which run through or, you know, what difficulty setting I was playing at, because he was always going to be a tough fight. Granted, again, you know, I am playing this through on the lowest difficulty, so it might be a little too easy. I do think I heard the developers say that they planned on normal difficulty being sort of like, you know, the entire thing was sort of a training for you. But, you know, the fight didn't really seem all that hard or that scary. It was very cool to see him again. It's like, oh, cool, they brought him back, yay. But then it's like, okay, look out for this ability, look out for this ability, look out for this ability. And now I know the fight and I know how to beat him. Do damage, do damage, do damage. Okay, it looks like I'll have to go through basically three cycles of doing damage and running away before I win. And it was more like a logic puzzle than I guess you could say an action fight, which is what the original one is and what, you know, Diablo is all about. So with, you know, newer games and with games that are, you know, bringing back old elements, I wonder sometimes, you know, are these really better than original elements? Or would a more original fight where he's just a lot of hit points and damage reduction be more fun and challenging? I don't know. I I would have to say, though, you know, there is a nice flexibility for different classes. I can see how, you know, different classes would have to use different strategies to fight him, and that's cool. Because, you know, if he was just hit points and damage reduction and high damage, you know, it's pretty much you're forced to fight him in one particular way. Because, you know, you have no advantages against his limitations because he doesn't really have any limitations in that form. So, I don't know, you know, maybe maybe the original way would not work because now, you know, you've got all these different classes and the different classes have different styles. And, you know, you want to be fair to everybody and let them, you know, have a chance at winning. Because people who are, you know, maybe not so damaging or maybe not so agile, you know, wouldn't stand as good of a chance at beating him. So I don't know, you know, as I often say, I wonder if, you know, the current slash new way is better than the original way. I don't know. In this case, I don't think he would have as lasting an impression on me if this were my first time seeing him instead of, you know, seeing him so many years ago and being like, oh my God, that's such an awesome boss. This time around, it's like, oh, that was an okay fight. You know, it wasn't really anything that stood out compared to any of the other bosses. So, I don't know. Maybe better, maybe worse. Could be that, you know, because I did see him that first time, my perception is a bit skewed. I don't know. So I guess that is it for this time. There is no Pirate's Treasure. And my friends have been pretty much busy all week, so I haven't seen them in like a week. The friends that I play online with were basically online a few times, but they never replied in that they wanted to group or anything. So I've spent the last week alone um, playing by myself. So not much has happened. In regular life, nothing has changed there, so nothing has changed there either. 
And I guess that is it. That's all I can think of. I guess there's a holiday next week, so I don't know if I will get a second chance to record next week. If I don't, I might record somewhere else, you know, so that I'm not, um, you know, late in posting next podcast. And hopefully you guys will have that, you know, on regular schedule and it won't be super short because I didn't get a chance to record. But I don't know. Um, I guess I will find out later. Not really important. You guys get what you get. And hopefully everybody has a good time with it. And that's all I can think of for this time. And hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Fake intro, 56, fake intro, 56, 56, podcast, 56, fake intro, fake intro, uh, 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 fake intro. When I fought him in the original version, it was always like, when I fought him in the original one. Hmm. You know much that is hidden though, Tim. Quite. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.